No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we're sitting down for a very interesting dive into Chicago folklore. We got the THF Billet interview on deck. The Green Eye Devil. Mm. Oh, shit. Just like that. Like that, I guess. Huh? You didn't expect me to start talking to the camera? Nah, hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be like that. Um, okay, and so, obviously, this is Remo. Uh, do you want to introduce your... Your co-host? My who? Your co-host? Oh, yeah, that's Eight Choices. My boy, my brother. Definitely. So, uh, okay, what's going on? How, how are you enjoying L.A. so far? Man, that's all right. It's your first time out here, right? Yeah. Because you, oh. you was telling me you ain't, this is the first time you've been on a plane in 20 years? Yeah, probably like over 20 years, for real. I went when I was a little kid. I flew with my mom, but that was it. Damn. Oh yeah, that's uh. Where was the first time you ever flew? Uh, where did you go when you first got home? Africa. Oh, where? Oh shit! Yeah. So you flew out the country before you flew anywhere else? Yeah, that was my first and last time. Where? That's a crazy first trip. How old were you back then? Uh, like eight. Eight. Nice. Do you ever feel like you're kind of closed off to the world around you? Because it's like you like having never been on a plane anywhere in America. Kind of reminds me of the. The other quote that you have, where you said that you've never been to a club. Yeah, I just don't don't party. I rather chill somewhere where I'm safe than to be out. You know, because a lot of people die in the clubs and at parties. Most of the time, it ain't even a person who it's intended for. You know, definitely. I mean, I'm 40 now, so I have very little interest in going out. But when I was young, I was trying to do everything. So yeah. to this day, you never been in the club or just in a club in Chicago. Nah, I just don't club. Like, sometimes I'll stop at a little, you know, side spot that got food and a bar, but never been to the club in my life. For sure. So to so the people who don't know who you are, tell them where you're from exactly, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, your come up, like your start. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Um, I was born and raised on the low end, 46th, 45th area. Um, Pretty much, that's it. Uh, I started making music, just bullshitting around in school sometimes here and there. And then one day I um, listened to Sly. My brother had a CD from Sly, and I played it one day on my way to school. And I was listening to it. I'm like, damn, that's nice. I could do that. Who is it? Sly? Yeah, Sly Polaroid. Yeah, I don't know, though. You ain't never heard of Sly? Uh-uh. You from Chicago? Well, I think you heard, I heard him mention in another interview, but I never heard of him. You heard of Bump J? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bump J and Sly was like this. That's who was oh, always okay. with him, the tall guy. Okay. Yeah, my brother had a CD from him, and I used to listen to it, and it was just, like, intriguing. So I just, I could do that shit one day, and I just started doing it. But that's where I really got my style from, too, you know, rap with a little more substance instead of just the normal drill rap, you know, saying anything for real. Yeah, because you're more on the, the lyrical side of, like, you try to, you know what I'm saying, you take the craft more serious than a lot of people that's coming up. Yeah, that's, the new the new thing is like you know punching in. Nobody don't write. I still take my time to write, so it's a little different. Most rappers just put on the beat, go in the studio, and say what's you know whatever come to their head. But that's why a lot of the sounding the same. But if you sit down and take time to think of what you're saying and what you're writing, then make a little more sense. You know, definitely. So what what were your younger days like when you were a real young kid? What are your memories of the neighborhood and shit? Um, it was a good neighborhood. A lot of families. 
But, you know, as time went on, that started to go out the window. People lose their houses, move. And then that's 2010, 2011, it just started getting worse and worse and worse. To the point now, it ain't even safe to let your kid go outside and play. That's how it feels these days. Nah, for real, though. Like, even walking home from school is, like, a challenge for the kids because you don't know what's going to happen. A lot of kids be getting hit just on their way to the store or coming back from the park or walking the dog. And so far, nobody got no structure, no. It's more like the purge for real, you know? Damn, really? Seriously. You feel like it was worse back then or? or is... Nah, back then it was cool. You know, you could go play ball. You could go walk from this neighborhood all the way to that neighborhood. Yeah. You could go to the, to the after school program, like that. You can't do that, now. See what happened to them two little boys that got killed in the South Loop? Yeah, why? 16 and 17. Because that, that, that was kind of a crazy thing because then they they had footage of them basically like walking around their neighborhood with big ass guns, 16 year olds or however but old, and they had fucking that's all pipes. They, that's all they see though, you know? Mm. So to, to the average 15, 16 year old kid who even can't get access to a gun, oh, all I see is these other on the internet with guns and. Acting like they outside looking for somebody or doing this and that. Mm. Most of the time, you see, they was at school though at this time. Yeah. So you know how you play the the, the dark life at night, and then you at school in the morning. Got to make it make sense. Them little boys probably was just flashing guns, doing what they see every day. And they on their way coming out of school, get killed outside of school. So you know it ain't even safe, and that's in the South Loop. So think about the schools that's in a Normal neighborhoods, mm. Robeson, shit like that, Simeon. Them everyday neighborhoods where niggas be having issues and problems, eh, you know? Do you think that in 2010 or 11, do you think that drill made the city crazier, or do you think the city was getting crazier and drill just happened to be like the soundtrack of that? Nah, yeah, more so it was already crazy for real, you know? That didn't just affect the city, it affected the whole world for real. Mm-hmm. Like, they doing that shit everywhere. Everywhere's the normal now. Get a gun, drive a stolen car. You know, who got the most bodies, who known for doing this, who known for doing that. That's the new normal right now. Especially when you see and then they mention them and glorify them. So now they think like, okay, if I do this, then such and such will mention me and he'll know who I am. He'll know my name. So, like I said, it's just normal. So when you first started rapping, it wasn't for no, like, response to anybody. You was actually just doing it for the art form. Nah, yeah, it was more so, like, this shit went on way before time, for real, with the different killings and shit got publicized in 2010, 2011, 2012. But it's been going on like that forever. Once it became mainstream, then that's when people started paying attention to it, and it's talked about and showed everywhere. And a lot of places... When it ain't really what it, you know, it could look like it's fun and there's something going on, but then when you're really in that, it ain't fun. Because you got to think, you can't go home. A lot of move out of where they come from, riding different cars, toting guns. They don't show the part, and they're scared, having to look over his back every way he go, can't take his kids nowhere, can't go to the store with his grandma, can't do this, can't do that, because of the they do on the internet or the that they do in the street, so, you know, it'd be 
but like I said, 15, 16 years old, you smoking weed, then they got people making pills, pressing pills up, so the shit real, they just taking whatever they tell, oh, we high, gun, and then, oh yeah, we finna go do this for this person, but the shit don't ever stop for real, ain't nothing nobody could do about that. So you don't have any hope that it could stop at some point? It's too much blood shit. Mm. Too much. And then you got a lot of people who still grieving and hurt from that shit still to this day. And it happened a long time ago. So they still feel like, oh, so-and-so might have did something and, you know, got our lick back. But I still want to get my lick back, too. That's even with the push and peace. Like, I believe half of that shit real. But majority of that shit is fake just because this person popular and that person popular. So we can link up and get more popular if they see us together. It ain't really no peace pushing because- So you don't think it's genuine? Some of it's not, nah. I ain't gonna say all of it, but some of it's not because where do you see these people linking up with people that's not popular and that's not in the media and that's not entertainers or something? They ain't linking up in no hoods with some of these little trying to show them and tell them something different because they do look up to these. At one point, these talking about killing and just like the at. Some of these didn't looked up to. So it's only right, you know, to f tell them the truth. And real. It, ain't, it ain't something that I would really recommend. So I tell everybody, like I tell y'all, the streets ain't for everybody and it's a cold game. So the best way to go is the job and who got the nine to five. Even though you might laugh at them now, later on, he become the manager, the general manager. You see, around in these nice cars with jewelry work jobs, get up in the morning, engineers and work on the power line. They only tell you that the jury finance, but they still acting like they in the streets. Up to that, so that's what they want, that's what they see. A lot of times when people talk about California, they describe the culture as being like older dudes who maybe went to prison for 10 years or whatever, and then they come back and then they're basically like using the younger generation to put in work on their behalf or to scare people on their behalf or even to like rob people with them or, or do whatever, carry pistols for them so that they don't have to risk uh, going back or whatever. Do you feel like Chicago is like that or is Chicago more just young kids on some crazy shit? And them old don't run nothing. Mm. They can get out of jail and get killed. What you see most of them, get out of jail, get killed. These little I know they got their own mind. Like I said, they going about these these thirties. I ain't even, to my knowledge, I ain't even know such as perk thirties. So they going about these pills, taking these pills, and acting crazy, man. And then, like I said, they normalize it in the music. And they look up to these. Then they wonder why the city be so up. What were you like as a as a kid though? Like as you started to get to your teen years and like that. I was always smart, you know. I never got in trouble in school and shit like that. I was the type. I'll tell you after school I got you though but during school I wasn't finna let them call and tell my mama that I was fucking up you feel me now was in school fighting the teachers that used to happen once every blue moon literally and we I never seen a blue moon I ain't seen no kids fighting no fucking teachers bro the teacher was like your mama the teacher had permission to whoop your ass mm. yeah like you see that in a lot of cities like where the kids or like the people just don't give a f the cops got to say like when I was a younger dude if there was a person smoking fucking meth on the side of the street or whatever they were getting arrested you know now as time goes by you start to see more and more American cities where they'll let somebody be getting fucked up on the side of the street or there's 
loads of prostitution going on and the cops aren't even considering busting that anything and it's it's kind of like the rule of law has become like weakened more and more as the years go by to the point where people aren't really like scared of the cops or whatever in the same way i mean back in the day the police used to fuck you up they wouldn't just lock you up you make them chase you they beat your ass when they catch you mm. gonna make you sore for making them run just like that. See, nowadays they got a lot of laws, a lot of cameras. Back then it wasn't all these cameras, so mm. everything that they was doing wasn't getting caught on camera. So they'll f you up, take you to the station, say you resisted, and that was that. You feel me? Now they got cameras there where people catching that camera, so they a little bit more, you know, leery on what they do and how they do, especially with their cameras everywhere, you know? Mm. So you said you was like a good kid. What age you feel like you jumped off the porch? Like, where you? Um... I can't really say no age. I jumped off the porch. I got, I caught my first case when I was nine, but, you know, I always been a little, like I said, when it was school hours, it was school hours. I wasn't f***ing that up. You, Adam, nobody you know can hide me f*** that up and get my ass beat. My mama didn't play that shit. School was school, you hear me? After school, it's game on. We can do whatever, you know? But I really started going to jail when I was like nine, and then I went to jail every year up until I got like 16, and then I stopped because I knew I became an adult. What kind of case you catch at nine? Uh, you know the movie Love Jones? Uh, you ever heard of Love Jones with yeah. Sidney Poitier? Yeah. They filmed it in the school right there on my block, and she was walking past, and the trailers was right there, and broken ass took some <laughs> what? My homie, his, uh, he took some home, and his mama made him go back and tell and take the back. So they came to school and caught me with some of this. I had the jacket on. <laughs> it was an Eddie Bauer jacket. I needed that. What the fuck? That's a crazy story. Straight up. Damn. Um, that was my first case. But so then, did that slow you down at all, or that didn't bother you? Nah, I was just a juvenile. So, you know, in Chicago, they had the thing, you go by points. So I wouldn't always just get locked up, locked up. But every summer, I would just get in trouble. It was just too much time on my hands. Like I said, when I got like 16, right before I can go to the county, I ain't getting no trouble after that till I was like 20. Then that's when I went to call my first adult case. So at this time, because you're, you're, you're older than a lot of the people that was rapping back in the day, right? I, was, I think you're in your 30s at least. Yeah. So you would be more considered like an OG in um, Chicago. You, would, you could call me that. I'm still a young nigga, though. Yeah, but in Chicago <laughs> compared to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Because a so, lot of these niggas is 17, 18, 19, definitely. So wh who was the first person from, like, THF to start rapping? Like, because you started battle rapping first, you, and then you lost the battle or something? Hell no. Nah. I ain't lost no battle. Oh, so you did lose the battle, <laughs> but you lost oh, battle hell, rapping. Uh, Pull it up, man. You the f up, Remo. I thought you was my man. That shit, I lost the battle. I didn't know about I, this arc. Hey, so you had, uh, you was battle rapping? Nah, I, I got a battle, yeah. But you can pull it up. Don't ever say I lost, man. I don't like that. I'm a big competitor, my boy. You don't like news nine. No. All right. So, so what got you into battle rapping? Then? It's just something I could do too. You know, with the words, I'm kind of nice because I, like I said in school, yeah, wasn't no playtime. Pay attention, get good grades. But after school, that's your ass. You remember, you you went to one of them schools. You from down south where a nigga do like this and let you know at 3 o'clock. I got you, boy. <laughs> I get you. Other than that, like, I wasn't playing around the school, though. So, like, I during the time. So, during the time you battle rapping, 
was the drill scene kicking off or you it was still uh, too early? Uh, yeah. That was around the same time. All around the same time. Yeah, for sure. So like who from y'all area was like the first people who were like, no, I'm finna start rapping. Uh and I really can't tell you. It was a lot of from my neighborhood rapping. Uh I know Poe was rapping. Um I was rapping, Poe was rapping. Uh, Rio was rapping. It was a couple, you know, local motherfuckers that just were spitting. But when it really started jumping off, it was like TP, Muda. And then when they went to jail, it was like, F- I, I could do what they doing. Then it, wasn't, it really wasn't nobody rapping for real at that time from my end. And they was making a lot of diss songs. I'm like, F- I could do this. And then I just started. Write some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> were you looking at uh, Sosa and O'Block and everything? Like, were you happy for them, or was it, did that just kind of make you jealous or make you want to compete with them? Nah, it was never no competition. I was happy for them. You feel me? Like, that was a good thing because most rappers from my city, when they get anything, they get some money, first thing they do is they run. They run away from their people. And Vaughn just showed you that, you know, it's okay to get the money and still stick with your people, look out for your people, you know? But for him, he wasn't doing that. Get some money, get a deal, and then you'll see him with the who they started with, then when the, when the deal jump off, they with some other now. Nah, it's just how it is, but he kept it where he got it from, where it all came from. He made, oh, he made that motherfucker famous for real. O-Block was O-Block, you know, from Chief Keith, but Vaughn made O-Block famous, for sure. That is true, for sure. They got, like, way more viral as the years went by, especially given that we'd, like, all known about it for all these years. And then when Vaughn came out, it really kind of, like, took on a different level of importance. It was a different type of gangster, you feel me? Mm. So you you see, like, how O-Block, I mean, how King Vaughn and O-Block was all, all, like, coming together to like have they rap unit, you feel like uh, THF, y'all don't really have that much unity, or would you y'all feel like y'all like a whole unit? Because I be seeing nah, we got we got we got unity. It's just you know a lot of different doing a lot of different. Shit. Got we're doing this and focusing on this and doing that, but it's a lot of talent. It's just it's hard for them to really come and say, oh here here go a one point five million dollar check because it's too much. Bull- Associated with the name, you know. What about even just on the collab tips? Like y'all, y'all, y'all. I mean, you don't really see it too much. Like me and Zoo got some, but it's like everybody doing their own thing. You feel me? That's just to be honest. TP just signed with Dream Global, so you know. But he been doing it. He just not really. I mean, I don't know what type of situation it is, but I'm happy for him though. You know. Me personally, I prefer to just do it on my own because it was so hard to get where I'm at, though, you know? Especially with no help. Like, no help. You got to do it all on your own. So it was just like, What's your relationship like with Zoo? That's my dog. I was just with him before I came down. He'll always be my brother, man. Yeah, because despite back in the day, I remember y'all was going through it on the internet and shit. Yeah, for sure. Where did that come from? Um... I think he explained it pretty good. It was just more so like 
two brothers. Me and him always get into it for real. That ain't nothing new, you feel me? Because when we brought you up on the interview, we thought that he was still going to be hating on him, right? And then we were like, oh, okay, that was just a moment in time. Nah, yeah, that's that's going to always be my brother, man. We've been in this shit forever. The only difference is, you know, it was just a little situation where two brothers spilled over to the internet, basically. But, you know, he ain't going to do no harm to me. I ain't going to do no harm to him. That's my dog. Is he, like, the same age as you or younger? Yeah, we in the same age, man. When did y'all first connect? Like, what age was y'all uh, hanging out and shit? Shit, probably, like, I want to say probably, like, I had to be, like, 20. Some shit like that, 19. And you're from the same exact area, but you still didn't meet until you were a little bit older? Yeah, nah, we always, we actually clicked and started hanging okay. together, you know, when we got a little older, but we always, he always lived in the neighborhood. It's like, it's like two sides of THF. You got like TH, THF 44 and then TH 46, right? Like, what's the difference? Between nah, them? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. It ain't really, it ain't no it difference. Ain't no difference? Nah, it ain't two sides. It's, it's really only one Chicago, but, you know, that's what I be trying to push and let it, let the people know because it looks stupid for real. You see how other cities, like, most of the hot artists, they don't have no another hot artist from our city that they can get together with and make a nice song and, and, and collab and do something because the next hot artist is the op that they into it with. So they can't do that. It's, so with other cities, you see niggas making songs. As soon as you see an artist coming up, one of the next artists who above him, do a song with him. Before you know it, they all connected, everybody making money, making music. Chicago ain't like that, bro. Got a lot of niggas who don't fuck with certain niggas because of this and because they hang with these niggas and shit like that. Like, that ain't me. I fuck with who I want to fuck with. I was always raised to be my own man, you know? Despite, no matter what the shit happened in the streets, like, uh, yeah, I got certain blocks that don't fuck with my blocks or whatever you want to call it, but as far as me as a man, I fuck with who I want to fuck with. Anybody in the city, I don't pick and choose. Feel me? You ain't spill my blood or none of my people's blood. I ain't spill none of yours. Because you don't fuck with them, that don't got nothing to do with me. I still can fuck with you. Did you ever make, like, a decision to join THF, or was it just default? That's where you're from. Nah, that's just where I was born and raised at. Mm. My whole life. When I got older, I just understood and realized after I'm steady getting in trouble and going to jail, like, that shit become a repetitive cycle. Before you know it, you get caught with these two, three guns. Now you're an armed habitual. You got 15, 20 years. I can't do that. I'm sorry. The streets ain't going to be there for you. Trust me, I know. You go to jail, don't nobody be there for you. Your mama, your family, maybe your family. Yeah, if you got a bitch that's going to hold you down, maybe. But if not, then shit, you fucked. What's the longest bitch you ever did? Like straight. Shit, I ain't did no twelve months was enough for me, goddammit. Yeah. I don't play that shit. One thing about me on the on you ain't gonna catch me twice for the same thing. You feel me? Like I live by that. So if I get caught doing this, then I need to change that. That ain't gonna help me. I need to try something else. Because if I keep getting caught in that, then they gonna keep charging me and giving me more and more time for that. How often are you still living in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, you feel like it's still safe, safe for you to be out there? Uh, yeah. 
Never I mean, it. like I said, I don't party, I don't kick it, I don't shake my ass. You can't call me. Like, hey, look, let's kick it, let's let's go to the. the nah, uh-uh, I'm cool. I rather chill in the crib. I'm comfortable. You know, I'm my own skin. I don't really need no fifty niggas around me. Make me feel like I'm something, you know. Because Vlad always brings up how he interviewed Duck and like multiple times told him like you need to leave. Chicago, like, why would you stay there, et cetera? And he always talks about how he can't understand it. To me, I feel like I totally understand it because especially after meeting his mom, it's like I just get the way that they are like such Chicago people that that moving anywhere else would have seemed so fucking boring. And I feel like it's probably like that for a lot of people from that background. Yeah, it might be. To me, it's not, though, because I like boring shit. Like I said, I'd rather chill in the crib, sit back, Watch a movie, eat a nice dinner. Ain't shit going on outside for real anyway. Most motherfuckers who got something going on, work a job, living a regular life, they in the house by 7 o'clock sleep. Because they got to get up at 5.30 and get ready to go to work. Ain't shit going on outside, not for me. I'm just being real. And I don't want no little nigga who, you know, coming up thinking that it's all oh, it's popping outside. It ain't where it's at. I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. Them streets, is a, they play a dirty game, for real. I seen so many niggas went right here with me like he's sitting with me. And then you look up and he gone. Like, damn, I just hugged him. We just said I'll see you tomorrow. And he gone, so it ain't worth it, trust me. But w- was there a period in your life where you were more of a hothead because you have like a very mature attitude but I got to imagine that when you were you know 18 that you were a little different nah yeah I mean shit I'm a Gemini so you know this the cool me but that other dude he crazy too he still comes <laughs> out yeah sometimes when I need to when you drop them disc records and shit yeah man I want a nigga oh, piss me man. off but for the most part though I try to be cool and smooth because I don't want to give off the wrong image or the wrong perception of me, you know? Because people might look at me and think I'm something else, but they don't know I got plenty sense. I just play this stupid, dumb role. Sometimes you got to play dumb and see how dumb a motherfucker try to play you. So, you know. So when the, uh, because one of the first songs I think I heard was from you was probably Melly's Story. When did you record that? Chilling like like I always do, chilling. And I was in the basement, and I'll never forget, Lee Boy sent me the beat. Shout out to Lee Boy, because he was fucking with me early in the game, and the nigga got plaques and everything, but I was in the crib in the basement, and it was just like, something came to me. I actually, when it first um, when it first came about, I think Benzo had came and slid to the crib. I told him, he was, he was thinking about writing some type of story. I told him, like, you should write the Melly story. And then, um, this was probably like two weeks later, he still hadn't did it. And I was in the studio. He came to the studio. I, I forgot who I was in there. I think I was in there like, probably like three, four niggas or something. But he came and he like, ah, you did the song, you did the song. Like, I told you to do it. But it came to me so smooth, it was crazy. I was in the basement and it's just like, I was thinking about it because I had went over there on that block to go get some weed that day. What block? On, on Paxton. Yeah. So I had slid over there to get some weed and the whole time, if you pay attention to the song, it'll tell you like, 
somebody had seen me over there, and dude was like, damn, you got your pipe on you? That nigga sitting over here. And that's how that situation unfolded. It came to me from actually damn near being in the middle of the story. That was the same day Melly got killed. I was getting the weed to go to the studio, and it was just so happened that when I was getting the weed, I just hurry up and got the shit and dip. There's something on my mind, but they was the same situation happened. That was that happened with him. I had a run in with that nigga earlier that day. Or straight up, but he ended up calling a motherfucker who really I knew, and he hit me like. Man, bro, motherfucker just asked me for my woo-wop. Talking about this nigga Billa sitting right here on Paxton. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he like, man, go on pull from right there. I pulled off. That's low-key how I really, you know, got about the situation. And later on that night, that situation happened at the party. So you had new Melly? Nah, I ain't know him personally, nah. Yeah. But he considered you an opera. He was looking for you? Well, I don't, he wasn't looking for me. It's... It's hard to find me. Niggas don't be having enough gas money to come where I'm at. <laughs> For real. I stay put up. I ain't got time. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't out here running around like I'm looking for no smoke. I ain't ducking shit, but I'm not out here playing with my life. Feel me? You ain't gonna see how this interview and then see me a couple weeks later like, damn, they got him too. Nah. I be out the way, trust me. If you want to live, I got kids, so... You know, my kids look up to me. I ain't finna be bullshitting around trying to please and show off to these people and don't get a chance to never even see my son grow up. Nah, y'all tripping. I'd rather go get put up. I'll pop out here every once in a while, even on the surprise side, but I ain't kicking it. Nah, I don't do that. Yeah, so like, how often do you go over there to go fuck around in, like, uh, Man, shit. 46th Street or whatever? Every blue moon. Yeah. For what? I feel it. I can't feed everybody. Can't have a whole bunch of wolves with me. Your plate this big. Cause eventually, shit, your little plate gonna turn into their plate. But I, you said like the first, the didn't you try to go to a club one time and you saw somebody get killed right there? Yeah, twice. I seen somebody twice, get right. shot and then I seen somebody get killed. That I could definitely nigga, turn me off to go I to seen, the club. I seen a nigga who got killed. He was. Didn't even have nothing to do with it. He's just standing there watching. And I'll never forget, he was shot in the chest in front of the cotton club. That shit looked this. I went shit at like 15. I was being nosy, trying to see what was going on because they was fighting. Then my homie had a birthday party on in Dro City. Rest in peace, Snowboy. His brother had a party. And these girls was leaving the party. I'll never forget. One of the niggas, they didn't want to talk to him, so one of the niggas threw a brick at him. And when they threw the brick, it bust the car window. My brother came back probably like five minutes later. Like, hey, which one of y'all threw that brick at my sister? I told that motherfucker up. And then that was the last time I was cool after that. I'd sneak and slide somewhere, like I said, I got some food in a bar or something. For the most part, I ain't shaking my ass under no circumstance. You want to find me, goddammit. You could call me anytime. I ain't out nowhere kicking it. I'm cool. You know, my son, he look up to me. I got son, 14 years old. He want to be in the streets, you feel me? So I'm doing everything I can to try to keep him from taking and making the wrong mistakes. You know? What do you tell him? 
Shit, go to school. He bigger than me. Play football. Become a millionaire. Change the narrative. Because at this point, shit, they we losing them early, younger and younger. Mm. 13, 14, carjacking. I wasn't thinking about car, jacking no cars at 14, bro. At 14, I was thinking about if if this girl I was passing this note to, if she circled yes or, or no Monday. Because I gave it to her Friday. Yeah. Mm. And I got her some candy and stuff. I made sure over the weekend I saved. And I got candy for her. I wasn't thinking about taking no fucking lady out of her car. Come on, now. You got to yeah. think... Well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like with the younger generation, like, it does feel like some of them are kind of, like, influenced by stuff outside of rap and outside of the street shit and that they're maybe looking at YouTubers and content creators and streamers and shit and being influenced by that. Like, you said your your kid's into football, but then is he also, like, drawn in by the music and shit like that? Music. He think he cool. He want to smoke. That shit ain't cool. You feel me? Like... I ain't finna get up here and tell you do the wrong shit and act crazy and go get a gun and chase your op down and die this and fuck them. I ain't finna do that. Cause I don't, that ain't what I want my son to see. If he looking up to me and he see me doing the shit, he don't have no choice but to say, oh yeah, I wanna do what he doing. Yeah. But I don't want that. I ain't. But you're like an extreme example of do as I say, not as I do. Because he could literally go on YouTube and search your name and find videos of you doing some wild ass shit. Yeah, for sure. But also, if I'm there and I'm present, that's past. Everybody make mistakes and do shit stupidly. Mm. In my mind at that time, I thought I was doing what you know what was normal. Like I told you what another motherfucker think today. They're only younger now. So they don't even get a chance for their mind to develop or grow enough for them to know, man, school is okay. It's, it's, it's okay to be a nerd. It's okay to go to school. You know, it's okay to just, all right, I'm going to play basketball and fuck with the girls. It's okay to be him. You ain't got to play basketball, fuck with the girls, and want to go do drills or go do hits, whatever you want to call it. Because at the end of the day, that shit not where it's at, bro. Do you think that he thinks that the girls aren't going to really, like, respect him unless he's got some type of danger associated with his name? Nah, hell no. Nah. All girls like the basketball players. If you can hoop, nigga, ball, the bitch is going to like you. Stay in your lane, bro. You ain't got to be out here acting wild. Mm. Same for the nigga who, who, who know how to sing or rap or whatever. It's okay for you not to be like everybody else and do what everybody else is doing. To me, that's sucker shit, because, like I said, air man for they self, God for everybody. When it's your time, you can't say, hey, come on, Adam, I got to go. I want you to go with me. Nah. So you got to be your own man, you know? Same for you. Same for him. So that's how I look at it, bro. That street, it's a fucked up place to be, bro. I know you, you know, been around. I don't know what your age is. I know you've been around. I know y'all have seen some wild shit. Heard some stories if you ain't even been there to see it, but still, it's like fucked up. It's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. And then the niggas who be in position and who possibly could change the shit, they scared to say something because now other people look at them differently and now they don't, oh, yeah, you a bitch because you said that. Nah, nigga, you must ain't got no kids that's running around trying to go to basketball practice or football practice or they ain't got enough transportation to get to school every day so they have to walk sometime. Sometimes these kids dressing like these niggas. Designer jeans, 
hoodies on, Jordans, dreads hanging down here. Nigga, on the road student, he just, you know, dressed like this in here. They think, oh, that's, he, he from over there. Get him. So, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's bad. But I love Chicago, though. No doubt it's a beautiful city. Just need a lot of help, a lot of love, bro. Somebody need to really step up and stop acting like they scared. I don't give a fuck who it is. Got a lot of people from Chicago that's multi-millionaires in position to do something, and they don't ever do shit. Yeah, what you think could be done, though? Even if A lot of shit, like programs, bro. Y'all got all this money. Y'all donate to this and that. And don't even donate to your own city. How many times you see a motherfucker from this city, but then in this state, in this city, helping and giving back? Nigga, start where you came from first. How you all the way in motherfucking Atlanta down here giving to the charity and making sandwiches and feeding motherfuckers and you ain't fed nobody up under Wacker Drive downtown. This don't make sense, bro. But, like I said, it's programs and shit, bro. Hey, look, if you go to school, you come to this class, this class four weeks, you're going to get your GED. When you get your GED, you can either leave with your GED with a $1,500 check, or you can keep going, you can get this plumbing certificate, we give you $2,500 check and a guaranteed job, and we'll help you get an apartment. Shit like that. You got to give them something to look forward to, bro. They don't I, got shit to look forward to. But, I feel that. Yeah, it could be, like, just more YMCA centers and all that built and shit like that, right? Not, yeah, centers, programs, people coming to actually find out what's wrong with some of these kids, bro. Some of these kids ain't never had a mama. Some of these kids ain't never had a daddy. Some kids was, was raised in a house where their mama and daddy was killing each other every day. Daddy was off the bottle, bust his mama head, black her eyes, she stabbed him. This was normal to them as kids. Two, three, four, five, that shit. It don't go nowhere. That shit stuck in your brain. That's trauma. Mm. Oh, shit. Now, I, you kind of like a prophet because, like, a long time ago, you one of the first people I ever seen call FBG Butter a snitch. Yeah, for sure. What, what, why did you call him a snitch so early on back then? I just, I seen the little thing of him crying on there, and he was signing the paper while he was crying. So I already knew what that meant. How many niggas you seen with a picture in a, in a police station with an ugly face crying? Signing a motherfucker piece of paper. But there's like a six minute clip of you on Instagram live with him, or you're probably only even on live with him for a couple minutes. But he yeah. has like, he says a couple things because he is so funny without trying. But like, he literally says in the call, he says, I killed two people. And he says, I'm going to kill somebody from DHF. Like the craziest shit you could ever say on Instagram Live while you're arguing with him, but it's because you kept talking over him to the point where he just started saying whatever he could possibly say to try to get your attention. Man, look, I ain't, I don't know what he did, what he <laughs> didn't do, but I know you're right. That nigga funny as hell, though, for sure, for sure. Without being funny, real character. He went to the courthouse. They ain't even subpoena him. How the fuck you you go to court voluntarily on some shit like this? That's the ultimate cloud chase of the century. You talking about for the duck trial? Yeah, how the fuck you go to court and testify and they never subpoenaed you or asked you to come to court? You <clears throat> voluntarily came to court. Then say you told on some dead people. <laughs> Why would you volunteer to come to court and tell on dead people? Well, that makes sense there. You just wanted to be in the, the, the tabloids or the news, but try to do it in a clean way. Because that shit was so stupid. Like, what the fuck? Ain't that what 
was said on the shit, right? I ain't. I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, he testified. Stop me yeah. if I'm wrong. Yeah, no. He, he testified, testify. but he said that he wasn't subpoenaed or nothing. He went voluntarily. Volunteer. That's crazy. He just voluntarily just going just up went, to snitch. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go up here because everybody else up here getting a lot of I mean, notoriety. they was paying niggas. Trenches News cashed out, so maybe, I don't know, maybe Butter yeah. got paid off, right? <laughs> the thing about that shit is that nigga, they say he was the police over 10 years. He said since 2006. Yeah, this 2024, that's 18 years. Shit, come on now. It's one thing to be a snitch. It's another thing to be snitching for years and years and years and then start a YouTube channel and start, like, talking to everybody, doing interviews, all this shit, and then have it come out. Like, that's some crazy shit that we never, ever seen before. But when have you ever seen snitches walk around with their chest out like that? Mm. You know, it started off snitches get stitches. You find a motherfucker who told something. The nigga who got who locked up, he's his little brother gonna catch your ass and kill you for getting his brother them thirty years. Boom, your ass gone. Then it went to okay, snitches get to hiding, come around a little bit. Now they walking around with their chest out. Every nigga that's been considered a snitch or got documents or name on paperwork, black and white, them niggas is walking around with their chest out. Tough rats. That's a whole nother thing. splinter. King rats, right? Motherfucker, karate. King rats. King my mama, karate. That's master splinter. That's all I'm going to say. Did you Man. know uh, Butter Trenches personally? Nah, hell no. Nah. I um I fucked with Trenches, big brother. He was a, a friend of mine. Then I was, I, I had a few, you know, run-ins, and we did some, sh- talked about some shit on the, on the podcast a couple of times, but I had a funny feeling because his own people, was telling me like, man, yeah, you know, stay right. away from dude, yeah. And then I low key like we crossed paths low low key cause of him because they had like ties before too. Like this his second run in, they had a run in before when he was living in the O. Tell him about what's going on, man. Yeah, oh, so you used to live in O block? Yeah, I stayed in the O for like three, four years with my sister and shit. She was fucking with him at the time, too, though. So, like, he stayed in the same crib with us, you know? Trenches? Yeah. So, Trenches was living in O Block with y'all. Yeah. Well, not with y'all, but. Yeah, he was staying in the same crib with us. Oh, word. And uh, what, around what year is this? I want to say this shit was like, 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 from like 07 to like 10 type shit. Word. Yeah. So, when you living in O Block, like, who was you hanging out with and who was your friend group? Shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, like, really hang with nobody in O Block. I was just there because my sister had moved up in that shit, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm originally from the Ickies, you feel me? So, I was just there because my sister was there, but I wasn't really, like, hang with none of them and shit, though. But I used to fuck with Trenches then because he stayed with us, though, you feel me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you personally, yeah. Yeah, like, so, I know him, know him, you feel me? You ain't know he was a snitch, though, at nah, the time. I ain't know he was no snitch, though. <laughs> All I know, the nigga used to, like, steal from himself and shit like that, like, play a lot of mind games, steal from my sister, steal from my nephew, Word. shit like that, yeah. He used to do that type of shit. Oh, bitch-ass nigga. Yeah, he a, he a fuck boy on, bro. He a fuck boy. Yeah, he did a lot of foul shit, like, took from his brother, took from himself, all type of shit. But, like, the effect of Trench's news is that a lot of people are going to be a lot more careful with who they trust and who they like will share information with and a lot of people just kind of like understand how this whole snitching thing could work and how anybody who you've 
had conversations with who you're around on a regular basis could also be doing that shit, which yeah, you would not have really. Yeah, no facts. A lot of people probably wouldn't have ever thought about that shit without somebody like him kind of making it obvious to yeah, the world. Yeah, no facts, though. He make it hard works. for a motherfucker to fuck with people so soon. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, watch everybody from that shit. Like when, like, when the news hit, I'm at my OG crib. He there with me. I'm eating my food. He showed me the shit that he, like, the nigga in the paper. I lost my whole appetite. Like, damn. Really? Like, wow. Motherfucker, because, you know, he had us all on this platform promoting my music, all type of shit. Yeah. Hey, but he a master manipulator, though. That's yeah, what it is, is, for sure. He, he a master manipulator because I seen him manipulate a lot of motherfuckers. He got a lot of people thinking that it's okay for what he did, you know? No, mm. oh, bro. And this be shit like, all right, cool, okay, whatever was on camera, they had all the evidence, whatever they had, they had. What's your purpose of doing that? They say they gave him some money. He say they ain't give him no money. So which one was it? But what was your purpose of doing that? They had whatever evidence they had anyway. He said he was trying so to get why? justice for Duck in recent videos. It was, it was fucking surveillance videos of everything, all type of... Paper trails and everything. But the they cops smoked already anyway. But the cops wouldn't have paid him if they didn't need his services, right? Man, like, I as much it. as it seems crazy to us, the, the whole gang expert thing is, like, a valid thing. Like, we know dudes in L.A. who are, like, gang experts that sometimes have to testify in trials and shit. They're older, and they're not, like, necessarily, like, in the streets, like... But I guess the cops do need somebody to fucking identify people from time to time, and they'll they'll pay those people, which is was kind of surprising but, to me too. Yeah, possibly. But in that case, what other case do they have some paperwork with this man being on? Okay, they say he was informing; he could have been telling what spots was this, that, whatever. But what other paperwork is this man on showing that he did this shit somewhere else or before besides now? They say he was that for that long, cool. Like I said, but he wasn't not on this scale. This was some shit that he just put himself in, wrapped himself in, cause he knew dude. Him and dude, he said they was locked up together. So he knew dude already. He was feeding and going back and forth with him and planting the seed with, 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 with him like they was cool. And that's how they connected the dots with that shit. But it ain't no way possible that this man did something before this that was bigger than that. They say he told on the hobo case. Ain't no ain't no paperwork with his name in it. I ain't seen none. But I think this get back on me in the culture was from that shit. Like when they ran his ass up out of old block, that was his like way to get back on them niggas. That's the way I see it. Cause I was there to witness that shit. Like who you know, ran him out? You saw this? Yeah, like like I said, he was down there like fucking like fucking shit up. You know, not like you know like fucking up packs and shit. They ran him up out that motherfucker, you feel me? So, and the way I see it, like, that was just his give back to, from, like, to go against them because of that situation. Who ran him up out that motherfucker? Shoebox, shit. baby? No, nah, not Shoebox. <laughs> put everything on Shoebox. <laughs> no, I ain't need no Shoebox, though. I don't need no him. That hey, Shoebox gonna fuck one of y'all up, nah, man. I was tapping him, bro, the other day. That's my artist. Yeah, you need some artists. For real. Hey, so I see uh, We're still working on the paperwork. Man, go and get that paperwork together for him. I don't know Sydney Star thing was a step backwards. He he kind of lost trust in us man, when, when I, I started talking about that. I seen that too. That was Cap, man. <laughs> man. Cap, man. So and, you you related, she didn't say his name, by the way. I threw him in there for as a, a few joke. Views, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't that the truth? So you related to Duck? Uh, yeah, like, kind of, sorta. I won't say like actual blood, but. Spud is his uncle. 
Don and Molly, those my cousins. That's they, they spud as they brother. Then, like, Brick, his daddy is Pig. Pig was, like, one of the niggas I grew up looking up to. And then Brick, grandmama's son, got my grandmama funeral. Like, we live right next door to each other. Mm. So. Because when yeah. Doug died, you made a post. That's for sure. And you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, your post was something like, how you let them catch you like that, RP. And I think Vaughn made a post kind of mad and upset that you made a post for Doug, right? Yeah. And Vaughn on his post, he was like, whoever made that post about Doug suck dick or some shit like that. And then I said, whoever uh, died of hell because another man, a fat. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't mean to say that. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know yeah what I'm talking about. So you and Vaughn have like a little exchange for you showing some remorse for what happened to. No, nah, not really. Vaughn was my boy, man. You know. Yeah, y'all had a personal you know, relationship. Yeah, you know it's like this, bro. When you, certain kings gonna bump heads with certain kings, bro. I look at myself like an alpha male, so around another alpha male, we gonna bump if that time come, because you ain't gonna little boy me, and I'm you ain't gonna let me little boy you. So we gonna have issues and problems if it can't be a line of respect drawn, and that's all that was. But that was my boy, man. But you just said a piece of on how you get caught like that. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's kind of like, it's not like you were saying, fuck the people who killed this dude. No, it was just like, shit, he knew better than that, you feel me? Mm. I was moving in this shit all the time, all this time he been moving in this shit to see all his other niggas around him and niggas close to him getting smoked. You got to be smart, bro. You got to move. Everybody don't got to know your movements and what you're doing. You ain't always got to be seen, bro. Sometimes it ain't cool to be, you know, under the radar. Sometimes you got to be off that motherfucker. Was you and Duck like cordial or y'all never? Nah, we, we, we had a little, you know, back and forth, but that shit don't mean nothing, though. Feel me? At the end of the day, it was still, I ain't like to see him go out like that, you know? Yeah. You know how some people in Chicago, they say that, like, if they see their cousins and shit, like, they get passes and shit? Like, you and Duck had that type of relationship. Like, it would be. Oh, uh, uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't really say. We ain't. You know, like I said, we got the same family. It's, yeah. So, but at the same time, though, you never know. And the heat of the moment, when you run across the right motherfucker, niggas be clutching and already ready to, you know? Yeah. How'd you feel when you found out that THFTZ was the one who actually basically called it in and got people to slide on Doug? Man, I don't. I read it like you read it, man. I was shocked. I ain't gonna lie. That's all I can say. I was just shocked. You know TZ from Dane Duck's girlfriend? Because that's what they said it was over. Like, on nah, the- I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. I'm just being honest. What was your about relationship that. with TZ? Uh, we kind of grew up together. I know his whole family. You feel me? Yeah. Hope they let him out here and get no crazy numbers because, like I said, I... We grew up together. I know his whole family. You got good people, you feel me? But in general, do you respect the idea of, like, seeing somebody that you don't get along with because of some girl drama and then calling people who don't get along with him on some crazy street shit? Like, in general, like, taking yourself out of it or taking the fact that you cared about Duck out of it, is that something that you would respect or is that something that you think is clown shit? Uh, I, me personally, I think that's some sucker shit for real. Instead of just, you know, because at the end of the day, that's what I tell my 
like the niggas who I fuck with, call me for anything, but just don't call me about wanting to do nothing to nobody about no bitch. It's just that simple, bro. Niggas getting their feelings over these bitches. And I don't understand why, because what one bitch won't do, another one will. But at the same time, I can understand you having love or whatever. But you got to think to yourself, is this bitch worth dying for? Or is she worth killing for? I know you marry, you might, you feel me, kill and die for your wife. But I don't know about you. I ain't killing and dying for nothing. I feel, feel like... If my chick decided to go fuck fuck around, That's cheat cool. on me, whatever, I ain't gonna go kill no nigga about it. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna I'm walk. I'm gonna yell at you. I'm gonna I'm yell at you, and I'm gonna move out. <laughs> I'll probably just leave it at that. She'll be back. Trust me. True. So, I ain't gonna go going crazy or doing no stupid shit like that. I'm not gonna send somebody to go kill the dude who's fucking her after that. That's just like, I, I I just don't come from that mentality. I might, I might ask her why she did it and cry, but <laughs> would I you cry gonna, in front of her? Or you cry privately. Man, I'm crying in front of her. Look what you did to me. <laughs> Fuck that. No Straight shame in your game. Nah, buddy. hell nah. I'm a Gemini. We tears is something I do. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I share them frequently for sure. I seen a clip of Shaq the other day saying that you can never open up to a woman because as soon as things get tough, she's gonna use it against you. And I was surprised to hear Shaq say that as somebody who's like a crazy, famous, multimillionaire. I would have thought that he got to the point in his life where he felt like he could open up to a girl. Nah, yeah. But I guess when My you think about don't do that. think about like the worst shit you've ever dealt with, sharing that with a girl if you don't 100% trust her could definitely be sketchy. Yeah, especially if she or a scoring woman, you feel me? Yeah. If you do some crazy shit or fuck over a sheet. Man, I just seen it all. I just seen niggas then to kill their best friend over bitches. It's, I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know what they putting in these these new bitches, but <laughs> these niggas in their options. THF now. What you think about moving the day and blazing dog? Man, to each his own, man. To each his own. I thought they was in love. That's my boy, man. But I thought they was in love for sure. And then they fell out over him having old tweets trashing her mom. I bet he wishes that he deleted those. Nah, that was some shit that they pulled up. You know how they do. They run to the internet, dig deep, dig deep find some shit, post it up. Yeah, he was talking about your mama. Hmm. I thought they was going strong, man. I was rooting for him. So you really was rooting for him? Like, you ain't yeah. feel like you ain't feel no way? Like, what, what you dang her for? Like, Nah, for what? Shit, that's his business. Yeah. Shit. Don't bring her around me. But if that's what you want to go home to, cool. You feel me? I don't want no shit like that. Do you, do you think that they should have kept it private? Uh, Yeah, no. Because it was like, you know, we in love. Sometimes love make you do crazy things. Fuck it, we going to start a podcast. Yeah, you know how this shit go around. <laughs> yeah. If they would have kept it private and then you found out he was Relationship Dana. goals, goddammit, huh? If he would have kept it private and y'all found out he was Dana Op or... A quote unquote op, would y'all have felt the way or you like uh, hell no. So he everybody be fucking the ops bitches. Yeah. Yeah. But fucking them and dating them two different things, right? Same. Fucking them, dating them, spending the night at their houses, all type of shit. Ain't Yeah. Come on now. It ain't no different. Only thing is shit, they in love. They together at that point in time. But so I, shit, I, I know every every last one of my niggas done fucked the ops bitches for sure. I was surprised and that And them niggas done fucked the bitches from my end. I was kind of surprised sure. that him having 
tweeted about her mom that long ago was enough for her to want to fully not fuck with him anymore just because he didn't know her, right? He's just tweeting some some random shit about a random name he heard of some people that he knows he's not supposed to get along with. That, that's how I assume it went. And I don't know. I was surprised that that wasn't just like an argument, that that was enough for it to be over 100%. Man, I think she was just tired. Mm. But, you know, that that was old. Then, you know, plus they were saying it on the internet. They had it going on at first, and then they got past the shit. Yeah. And then they came with the old shit again and posted it and actually showed it. And I guess that's where the fallout came in at. But to me, that just shows you that, you know, as one of the two people, take two to tangle, one of them two people, you know, really was just tired of the other one anyway mm. because— some shit before we was together and you know we opt so you just said something about my dead people I probably said something about yours right that don't matter shit we together now no old shit gonna make you do that now some shit recently some new shit but not no shit when you was a kid and right making diss songs and talking that was what was going on just so happened your mother was from down there and she passed away mm. you know rest in peace to her mama it might be like a pride thing from her perspective, too, because over the last year or so, she's just had to hear all this shit about her mom. Whereas for most of her life, she probably didn't have to hear almost anything. She probably wasn't paying attention because mm. she was young. And as she got older, you know, that's a soft spot. Yeah. I lost my mom, so, you know, I don't know if you you lost your mom, but no. that shit crazy. That's like a different type of pain, for real. Yeah. No exaggeration. That's some shit I... That I was going to die from. You know, the only person to love and care for you and nurture you, no matter what, then she gone. So if you got yours, you got yours. Make sure you spend good quality time with her. Don't give a fuck what you're doing. I know you're a man in many businesses. <laughs> spend some time with your mama, for real. Yeah, it feels kind of dark when you, you know, find yourself going a couple of weeks without tapping in with your mom and shit. Just because yeah. you don't know how much time you got with her. Yeah, for sure. She, she used to be on my ass, call me every day. Every day, every night. If she ain't talking to me, she calling the motherfucker who she think I'm with or close to. Mm. Leave a voice message and everything. Call me. Straight up. So, my boy right here, too. I tell him all the time, bro. Spend time with your mama. Love her, cherish her, because when she gone, you don't get another one. Most you don't get to make them calls, none of that shit. Most so make time for her memories. My sister... My sister had a lot of memories with her. My sister took her out. They went on trips and shit, spent a lot of time together. I had a lot of memories with her, too, but not like my sister. My sister had multiple unlimited trips, mm. just going different places for the holidays and stuff. Me, I'm just, you know, stuck in the neighborhood. <laughs> that, that's how you feel? <laughs> yeah, for real. You feel like you're kind of, like, trapped? Or is there is there a party that wants to just get the fuck up out of there? Yeah, I be, yeah, like, I be in and out, but for the most part, it's like, shit, I don't want to be, have to be in no more, you know, like, how you come from where you was from first, then you don't have to be there no more, you here now, that's yeah. where you doing your thing at, that's how it is, you know, everybody want to get away from that one place where they went through the most shit, and it was the worst for them, and they want to start over and go somewhere else, you know, have a new outlook on life. It's nice in California, don't get me wrong, but the people drive like shit. <laughs> the food is horrible. What? So if you was to leave you Chicago, what? What, where would you want to live at? Shit. Uh, what state are you fucking with? Uh, I like Ohio. 
That's probably why I go, oh, and you get a lot of land in Ohio for cheap. Mm. For sure. Out here, you can spend a million bucks on a house, and it's still a shit hole. <laughs> the size of this room. Right <laughs> yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Got a stand-up shower. And you flush the toilet like this. <laughs> million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, so y'all still rocking with Muda and uh, uh, Lil T? Yeah, I rock with Muda. That's my boy. I, well, I seem like some people feel indifferent about him. I don't know. I don't know how they feel about him. You know? Yeah. I ain't got no personal opinion. You personally? Yeah, me personally. That's my boy. I don't, like I said, that's because if you and him got a real situation going on and it's a real situation, this my boy. I can't fuck with you. You feel me? Yeah. But to my knowledge of what's going on, I don't really get into that shit, so... On the outside looking in like you, it just looked like, you know, grown men having opinions and saying what they feel for real, you know? I don't, I can't take nothing away from no man, bro. Because at the end of the day, we all come from the same place and I'm trying to get somewhere else. I ain't trying to be stuck with that same mentality in the same place. Oh yeah, folding, them, folding. Them. You ain't heard me say that shit one time since I've been up here. So, you know, gotta be, Trying to think different. So we ain't gonna be hearing no more diss songs coming from you? Uh, yeah, you might get some shit. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. I don't talk about dead people though. I stopped that shit. You had a Lil J diss song, didn't it? Yeah. What made you drop that? Ben knew he was a weenie. <laughs> you knew him personally or you just never nah, fucked with him? I, I just, it was, that shit been to the streets like, yeah. that he was in there playing with them punks. You know, having sausage parties and shit. So, it wasn't nothing new to us, you feel me? So I, I low-key, that song was like a yo or something. When that shit like a yo. Yeah, that shit about a yo. I just shot the video out there, shit really hit the fan, but shit, he forcing me to do that shit. I don't really like that music shit. It's, it's kind of moving a little too slow for me. Yeah. You feel me? But like I said, he be pushing me to do that shit. Yeah, I be on his ass. About dropping and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Stay dragging them to the stool. Stay shooting the vids. Telling them, come on, you know. You ain't got no EPs or anything you working on right now. Like, what's you? Nah, I got some shit I'm working on. We got some shit we ain't dropped yet. Got so many tracks. I got I got a tape with two times for Maine. I got a lot of shit, but like I said, the music just. You said who, Jermaine? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga, two I'm times for Maine. Nah, I fuck with Jermaine though. I fuck with. I him do him. now though, cause at hey, one look. point y'all wasn't seeing eye to eye. Nah, yeah, we had we had a, a time where we went see. You know, I bump heads with any nigga, bro. I ain't. Yeah. I don't got no special picks. I get into it with this nigga, that nigga, my nigga. It don't really matter. Cause like I said, I'm a man, but I fuck with dude though. I think I like what he doing. You feel me? Yeah. Big ups to him and uh, them nasty ass cereals. <laughs> Can't pay me to taste them. I ain't gonna lie, but I like what he doing though. I fuck with dude. For sure. You ever and, thought you you, you you couldn't see yourself becoming a comedian like him? Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you know, no no offense to you, Adam, but you know how they do that. The white people look at niggas like monkeys, and that's monkey activity for real. I didn't tell him to act like that. Nah, I know, but it's, <laughs> it's good though for real, cause you know like. Anything where you can market yourself, bro, is is genius. That was genius shit he mm. doing. You feel me? That couldn't be nothing but a, a sharp brain and blessings from God for real. You know, mm-hmm. nobody thought of that shit. Dirk had his cereals, but you know that was just okay. Dirk cereal, here it is. 
He all over the world with the whoop shit. Now he doing the whoops interviews. That's what's up. I just hope that, you know, motherfucker look at, see what he doing as actually saying, okay, he off limits, you know? Okay, we ain't gonna say he from this side or that side. We know he gonna be over here doing this. We finna go get him. He off limits. But what do you okay. think about him pulling up to like the Vaughn mural and shit? Um, it could go both ways. It could go as I'm pushing peace. Yeah, I'm right here. Or you could look at it like disrespect. Me personally, it was more so like 50 50. You know, pushing peace and disrespect. Because at the same time, that's what, that's what I say when I be talking about, like, you see these people saying they push peace, but they only doing it with other people that's popular. Mm. You know, people that's big in social media, YouTube, Instagram. You don't see him doing them now. If he would have had a few niggas from old blocks, you know, over there with him and went and paid homage and gave them the cereal, they could have threw the shit down, stumped it, opened it, poured it out. It would have still been good content, you know? That would have been funny. It was paying. That's how you do that, though. You don't go over there and then, like I said, man, when you playing with dude, a lot of people love that boy. Straight up. He was the king over there. Mm. They ain't never seen no nigga do that shit still to this day. Only motherfuckers that feed their peoples right now and look after and look after their peoples is Vaughn, Dirk. Other niggas around, like these other niggas that be from Chicago, these these niggas be trying to survive and living just like a normal person, but they just close to this nigga who got a lot of money. Because mm. nowadays ain't nobody giving you shit, bro. You and Dirk never had like a uh, relationship? Nah, yeah, you know me and Dirk cool. You ain't got no personal kick it buddy buddy relationship. But. Zoo's early on in the videos. Like, he was in the This Ain't What You Want video. Yeah. So, like, I was, you wasn't around during any of the times when Yeah, yeah, I was always around. He always invited me to certain shit. It's just like, I don't know, at that time, I just didn't feel comfortable being in that space. Mentally, I ain't had my shit together, you know? I'm thinking to myself, like, shit, I can't go around these rappers and shit. I ain't up to par. Feel me? I ain't got on no Pelly jacket. Mm. I ain't got this on, so. The bars was there, just the fits wasn't there. That's what you're saying. It wasn't even so much the fits. It was just like, you know, I just couldn't be amongst the, I'm the type of nigga, I meet you there. Yeah. I just couldn't be in that environment and sit. I want to, my mind just tell me to go get it myself. It ain't never been like it was no, you know, fuck me or nothing like that. Those were my people. For life, but I just chose to do my own thing, bro. Besides, like any of the THF uh, members and shit, like who were you closer to, like oh, from shit. the Chicago scene, rapping and shit, like any of the rappers you was friends with? Uh, uh anybody from my neighborhood? I ain't no friendly nigga for real. I don't kick it with other groups or other niggas. Like you won't see me bouncing over here because they fuck with them or they fuck with them. Yeah. I don't do that. But it seemed like a lot of the uh, a lot of niggas in Chicago was clicking up. So like, how did you manage not to fall in the clicking up era? Oh, shit, just being my own man. I could protect myself. You know, I got niggas who I fuck with who, you know, they get wild, but I don't need them around me. I don't gotta be amongst them and around them every day, all day to feel like it's, oh, I'm something, I'm somebody, you feel me? I could protect myself, do my own thing. I don't need no help. So shit, what I need a motherfucker with me for. Were you surprised the zoo ended up finally doing an interview with us? Yeah, definitely. 
That was his first one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I know he alley-hooped that. Yeah. Cairo was sitting there telling us he didn't believe it. Like, we told him, like, a week or two before it happened, and he was like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> hey, look, I ain't smoked weed in, like, oh, like a month and a half. And I smoked when I was just out there. That shit got me so high. Out there? <laughs> yeah, outside. Oh, you high right now? Yeah, I hadn't smoked no weed in, since before Christmas. <laughs> all right, so what made you? I just, Why'd you fall back? Peer pressure. I saw your manager smoking out there. <laughs> Who's my manager? I don't know, a white woman that's out there. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to call her white if she's not white, but she appeared white to me. Damn, hell no. So wait, what's your racial breakdown then? I'm black, man. I'm black like you, Adams. Nah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Tight nah, shit. for real though, man. Nah, but yeah, y'all funny as hell though. I'll never forget y'all for that. I, I I have a question. So I'm I'm searching THF Bill last night. I find a clip about a minute long, and the whole beginning part of the clip it's like it's, it's like a you know a security camera footage from like a house in a neighborhood. And the whole video there's nothing happening, and I'm just sitting there watching it like, did I get fucking baited into this? And then that all of a sudden. You start to hear shots, and then you see two cars screeching past each other and just bow, 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 bow. Like just, just as fast as it showed up, they're gone. And apparently, one of them was you. Nah, I know that one. Well, it's on your YouTube channel, and it's labeled with yeah. your name in the title. <laughs> Got me, didn't <laughs> Nah, that wasn't me. I seen the same video. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> No, please the fifth. <laughs> nah, that wasn't me though. For real, that was some shit I got off the side of my house. Type oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, you know how this shit go. A little clickbait. A little ring camera. You falsely claiming it? Yeah, for sure. Damn, I didn't think you were like that. That's crazy. What's in those pre-rolls, man? <laughs> go crazy, one oh, right? Hell no. King Palm got us going good. Well, I they, like King Palm, but I ain't I ain't smoking no shit that was already ready when I got here. Sure. <laughs> Hell no. This is that good shit. Uh, yeah, I'm cool. I appreciate it though. Okay. You said Wooski shouldn't do any interviews? Nah, hell, they bogus, man. <laughs> Y'all know that, bro. Come on, man. Let's be for real. Is it about the money now, or is it about this man? Come on, bro. But if he wants to tell his story, I mean, man, write a book. You'll make more money. That's a good idea. You getting up here, they know his response time off, all type of shit. That ain't cool. Mm. You basically putting them up here for people to humiliate them. Because they gain them a couple thousand dollars. I ain't go two thousand. Come on. All right. Then he got the, the bed bug looking bitch. who running all the <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Y'all seen that thing, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That shit's stupid, man. Get that man some help. Y'all want to do something. If y'all going to get the money, you take the money and go get him some help, man. Something ain't right. You see his response time off. He keeps saying, uh, uh, ain't right, bro. He been hitting the head, whether it was a ricochet or not. A hit, the head shot from a 7.62 ricocheting off anything is fucked up. Come on, man. Don't, don't do that. No disrespect to him, though. I think he had a lot of talent and he would have did something. But right now, go write a book. Tell your story. Put together a documentary or something. People will watch it. They love him. But don't keep getting in front of that camera like that, bro. That shit ain't cool. How you feel about, like, the ops music being played? Like, you, you the type of nigga, like, man, cut that shit off? Or, like, you... I don't be around nobody that's playing no yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah, because you're not even in the club, so... Anytime, anytime I hear a nigga who 
with the, like a op music, or I see they just drop something new, I give it one play mm. just to go see what it is and what it sound like. If it's good, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's nice. If it's not, I'd be like, that shit trash. But I'm gonna give a nigga his credit regardless. I don't give a fuck what you is, where no, you from. Ain't. So who's somebody that you can vouch for that you can say they decent at rap? That you might not get along with, but you can at least say like they 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 got that shit going on the music side. Shit, Mono was a dog. Who? Seven five seven Mono. He was a dog. Oh, right. I don't know if y'all hip to him. He was a dog though. Yeah, he was though. For sure. That nigga was he he locked up though. I think he got caught in another state doing some shit though. But he was hard. He was definitely hard. When we had Fonzo um, on here, he was one person who was saying that. You know, he, he feels like he gets love from both sides. Yeah, I fuck with Fonzo. You do too, okay. Yeah, hell yeah, that's my boy. I like him. Energetic, young, and he ain't doing the dumb shit no more. Mm -hmm. I'm, I fuck with Shorty. Oviviral is still on my playlist consistently. That's one of the craziest yeah. songs. He a dog for sure. I like I like anybody from the city, really, that's, that's hot. I fuck with Nook. But I fuck with... Uh, I fuck with uh, what's the little nigga name? Being toured with the other uh, goofy niggas uh, on the other side of West. What the fuck is the shorty name? Bando KD. Okay. I like him. Definitely fuck with him. It's so, crazy that Lil Zay Osama and PG Evan Duck both got cases for switches right now and might go down for him. Yeah, that's a lot of Chicago right. talent. That's how you gotta move in Chicago, shit. My boy do it all. Shoot videos, rap, you know, pictures, whatever. But shit, he still gotta move the way he's supposed to move. But Lil Osama allegedly brought it to New York, or they, they found it at an Uber in New York. Allegedly. Yeah. He, he didn't get charged with that shit, so. Well, the feds picked it up, and they're charging him. Oh, uh, recently? Yeah. After they just called him for the other shit? Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, because I know they had do that shit out, too, though, but... Just niggas being dumb for real. That's one of those ones where you hear about the state dropping it, and then you're yeah. waiting to see if the feds pick it up. And sure enough, they did. Yeah, New York for sure. You know how they play. Yeah, they don't play around with them guns. And then you got to think, shit. You coming from a whole nother city where you was causing turmoil, making songs about it, killing, and then you down here. We gonna make an example out your ass. So if you do get caught, you stupid. I go out of town. Shit, give me a motherfucker taser. Some mace or something. I ain't, man, fuck that. I came down here with a box cutter. <laughs> I got me fucked up. I ain't tripping. <laughs> Tight shit. I'm long as I get to the crib, bro. I ain't worried about shit else. Who would you put on the, uh, I asked everybody from Chicago, who would you put on the, uh, Chicago drill, Mount Rushmore? If you have four people, who you feel like the ghosts in this shit? Uh, I put, I have to put Dirk, Duck, L.A., Happy. Mmm, that's strong. What's up with the video that I believe is also on your channel? It's like a, it, it starts just in a gas station and oh, the motherfucker shit. got a whole <laughs> bloody face and it's just you yelling oh, at him. Shit. Clearly filming the aftermath of some damage that it appeared that you put in. What happened that day? I was in a gas station getting some something to drink, some ice and some juice. And the nigga was in there just being disrespectful and shit. Then he said something to me. And I asked him what he said. He like, you ever, you want to get hit in your mouth? But I thought he had said, you know, have you ever lost your mama? 
But this was before my mama had passed, but I'm that's what I heard because I was about to the little freeze that was going on. So I asked him again, like, what you say? He's like, you, you want to get hit in your mouth? Because when I came in the gas station, he was already just being an asshole, being disrespectful. Got the line backed up. It's like six or seven people in there. But I only pulled my phone out because if you pay attention, those automatic doors. When I was first by the doors and I got my phone out, the doors are still closed because he had locked me in. So when he locked me in, I was uh, pulling my phone out to record to make sure that they had, so I had proof that this nigga was bothering me. I wasn't bothering him. Hmm. He was talking slick to me, and then we started fighting. And when I tried to leave, I couldn't leave out. So when I couldn't leave, I pulled my phone out. Like, you don't know me. So I could hide proof because I wasn't, I wasn't fucking with him. I don't pick with people, bro. I don't bother people. Mm. I don't go around starring shit. That ain't, that ain't me. You feel me? But if I have to, I will defend myself. I ain't trying to hurt nobody and take nobody's life. You feel me? It's bigger than that right now. Niggas could say they want peace and push peace, but, like, I really, 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 really fiend for, to see some shit like that because why so many people die? So many. Look at all the people. You should have a wall with all the Chicago people painted on the wall, everybody who died. That would be a cool, cool look for the office, for real. That would be cool. With an interview room, everybody, no one's BD, GD, none, everybody. You should write a book on how to survive Chicago. I think that might have been done already. He said just stay in the crib. Hell yeah. Stay out the way, bro. What about getting I, like I, store I, runs and shit like that? I, I want to make a telestore. Nah, yeah, I go to the store and shit yeah. like that. I just, like I said, I ain't outside doing the normal. I go out, you know, go get something to eat or something like that. But I just ain't out shaking my ass, you feel me? Because yeah. that's how niggas get caught. You be somewhere... A lot of these times, you don't know these people, but they know you. But what about, say, if you actively living in that area still, you can't afford to move? How, how would you suggest people move and, like, to stay alive and shit? Like, I, I, send people to the I store move. for you, DoorDash? Like, yeah, but what if you can't afford that shit? What if you ain't got nobody? Well, shit, some niggas just got guns and no phone. Straight up. So they have to wait till they get to the Wi-Fi to use their phone. But they got two motherfucking Glocks with sticks and switches on them bitches. So you got to understand, like, when it comes to that type of shit, if you in it, then just be in it. But you got to still move smart and be smart, shit. I carry two, three guns before I let a motherfucker run up on me and do me dirty, for sure. You feel me? Because everybody be caught without it, no matter if you going to the store, to somewhere for your kids, Shit, look at Duck. He was shopping downtown. Gold Coast. Shorty them. You ain't safe nowhere. Yeah. In the loop at school. Could you imagine, fuck what you did the day before or all of the days before that or whatever. Yeah. Could you imagine walking out of school in the loop thinking, damn, we finna go smoke these, these woods real quick. And a motherfucker jumping out of the car on you and killing you in front of your school at 16, 17. Nah. You ever been shot? Hell no, nah, I ain't gonna get shot. Yeah. I don't play that shit, bro, I'm telling you. Before I let a motherfucker trick me out of my life, bro, I don't gotta be in the streets. Mm. I got people that love me. I ain't gotta be out here just to be, I'm cool. I'm cool anyway, shit. Niggas ever gave you like a pass or some shit? Like you ran into somebody that you wasn't supposed to run into? 
Nah, I can't say nobody never gave me no pass, never. But I've had run-ins with certain people. You know, it's either you're going to swim or drown. Some niggas just don't want no smoke. They just want to get away from the scene and the area safe. Yeah. Might see a nigga look up, like, damn, you in the store. You going to go get your juice out the back. Like, damn, I got to pop this nigga. You reaching for your gun. You come back, he gone. That's how I be. There was like a clip uh, at the beginning of uh, Fonzo's music video, and it also like went viral on Twitter and shit. And it's just a bunch of kids who look like they're like 15, 16 in Chicago, and they in some kind of like gym or rec center or some shit. I went that bad. And like every single one of them got a big ass stick on them, and then there's like a bag with gun. And, and it's kind of crazy because like. I think to a lot of people watching that clip on Twitter who aren't necessarily from there or don't know what's going on, they see that and they see a bunch of kids who are just out of their mind doing some dumbass shit that they don't need to be doing. But the more people from Chicago I talk to, the more I realize that they might actually just be, you know, doing what they need to do in order to get home safe. Yeah, and no, because some of these niggas, mamas and daddies got good jobs. Mm. Good houses. They go home. They hide that gun in the back, in the back of the house, or in, in the side of the house in the basement, and go in the house and go eat dinner and go lay down, and then just got done shooting the whole motherfucking block up. But like I said, nobody. That's what they think is cool. So if that, if if if, if the best thing going right now in L.A. was people doing jumping jacks, and that was getting people whatever they want. You would be outside doing jumping jacks. He will, I will. Everybody in this motherfucker because that's what they think is going to get them to the next level. That's what they think going to get them to be the big nigga in the neighborhood. I'm scared of him. He shot four niggas. He shot his friend. That shit ain't cool. That's what's going on, though. I promise you. And that's why, then, like you say, with the, with the older guys, bro, they don't have no authority. Certain very few out of 100%, 5% of the niggas who come home from jail, older niggas come and, and, and restructure the neighborhood. They don't got no order, no laws. Them little niggas be the shot that old man. He ain't gonna heal the same. He out, he, it's over with now. Fuck him right up. They don't care about that shit. They killing each other friends. When have you thought about shaking your homie hand and then you finna go in the house, he hit you in the back of the head, bang. That's what they doing. No crap. That shit, man. My friends say we finna go home. We finna go home, nigga. I'll see you tomorrow. You bring the water guns. I got the balloons. We gonna fill them up on at Miss Williams' house on the side of her house because her water yeah. come on on the side. I ain't finna kill my friend, bro. You keep eliminates like even on the friends friendship side of like how many people know where you stay at and shit like that. How many people? Very, 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 very few. Yeah. Nobody for real. Like even close friends. Nobody. Like he know where you live at. Uh. Uh-uh. It has to be like that, though, right? It, yeah, at this point. But it's my brother, though. Yeah. You know? I know where he stay at. I don't know where he stay at. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to find out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the low. Yeah. So what's the future for Billa, man? What you what you got working on in the future? What type of... Uh... I got music, shit, movies. I'm trying to do it all, man. I ain't trying to sit around and, you know, waste time. But I also really more so just want to try to teach the younger niggas, like, man, it's okay to be yourself. Go to school. Niggas talk about CDLs and E-Day with the CDLs, man. Rest in peace to E-Day. 
That nigga had a CDLs. He was making a bag when he jumped on that motherfucking truck. They ain't gonna tell you that though. Oh, so he was a truck driver. You can confirm it though. Man, I'm confirming it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I wish yeah. I had my shit. No, for sure. I'm thinking about getting mad. God damn it. Wack 100 said he made his first million dollars driving trucks when he came home from prison. A lot of niggas come home from prison and get them trucks. Because mm-hmm. that's where the money at for real. If you're going to run them loads, you're going to get that bread for sure. I used to drive trucks for a little bit myself. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. you know what they do. Yo, pod, uh-huh. That's where you became a podcast uh, wizard? Tight shit. Listen to a whole bunch of pods. I always imagine that mm-hmm. the people who listen to that's like you started, everything like I, watching I put out, and shit. I imagine that they like drive trucks or like work security. Some kind of job where you can like listen to eight hours of podcasts a day. Yeah, you got to be able to sit still and not do shit. For real, for real, because a normal motherfucker ain't got that time to watch. They sit and watch. But security guards, you know, they watching 24-7. They ain't doing shit. If I had to get a regular job, I definitely would want a job where I could, like, listen to podcasts the whole time. I like to get, I like to be busy, for real. Mm. I like to move, do different shit. Sitting around, you get comfortable. Is it safe to work a regular job in Chicago? Hell no. You want a job, you better go far out. Yeah. And then shit, nigga like me still get spotted. I stick out like a sore thumb. So they spotting me everywhere, shit. I can work a job, <laughs> goddammit, two hours away. Somebody gonna come in that bitch. I know you. Mm. So it's like, shit. I don't know. I'm, shout out to them niggas who got their CDL. I'm, real, I'm, I'm coming for y'all. Yeah, that's, the type, that's the perfect type of job for a nigga in Chicago, really. Or a nigga who got felonies and fucked up shit. Yeah. Go get your CDL, man. Because then you yeah. out the way, you out of town, tight shit. You yeah, ain't got to worry sure. about niggas spotting you. Nah, hell no. Nah. And you, you make decent money, bro. You could live yeah, decent. Yeah. You, could, you could drive local and still live decent, you feel me? Got to trust get motherfuckers to drive for you. Exactly. Get you a few trucks. You can sit back and let the money make itself. Chill. Mm. How many trucks you got? I know you got one at least. No, I ain't got. I ain't got no truck no more. I had. I had one. So, I got no one. We gonna get you with G Face. Get you in the business. I don't know. I got. <laughs> got to talk with G Face. Broker some loads. Uh, shit. All right. So, anything else you want to tell the people out there? Anything they they need to know? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, what you wearing? What's that right there? This some, some shit from my boy Romo, Young Black Entertainer. Hmm. I mean, I said, young, I got to see, I told you I shouldn't have smoked that shit. Young black entrepreneurs. Okay. Tripping. Yeah. Yeah, YBE a pair of Chicago. He got all type of shit, though. I ain't um, get a chance to bring my shit, man. I got here, couldn't check in. I had to put on clean clothes, dirty, all type of shit today, man. But I made it happen. I made sure. Oh, we made it happen. I was, my, boy, my boy forced me to come. He always pushing me to do some shit. I be ready to. Gotta drag his ass Fuck out. Come on, shit. let's get it done. I don't want to hear none of that. Let's For somebody who ain't never heard your music before, and you know what I'm saying, they just not tapping into you from this interview, tell them, give them something to go check out. Direct I got a lot of shit. When I'm gone, shit, Melly Story, Tweaking. I got thousands of songs on the internet. Heart shit, Heart to Heart. I got a lot of shit. I can't name it. I told y'all I don't smoke some of that Cali weed. That shit had, it was a pre-roll, and the outside had some... White shit on it. Came from the dispensary. Yeah, that sounds like something that'll kill you. Yeah, that shit was fucking with me. I was choking like a bitch outside. I shouldn't have smoked the shit, but I'm glad I came down here to Cali and fuck with y'all, man. Y'all some good, cool cats, man. Fuck with Remo. Sure we running back. Fuck with Adam. Adam the coldest. He's just my favorite white boy right now. Damn. For <laughs> sure. 
I'll take it. And I, and I like how you know how to articulate and suck a certain shit out of niggas. <laughs> pause, because, but I appreciate it. <laughs> damn, not, not the pause. pause. <laughs> and uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Whoops, of course. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Push your peace, man. For right. sure, that's what it is, man. Always. For sure. Who else? Uh, who's the next person from THF that we should interview? Little Twins. twins. Mm. We saying the same shit. He was telling me that this morning. Y'all need to get the Twins up here. Get TP up here, too. Okay. TP out? Yeah, TP out. All right, for sure. Go check on him. He doing some new shit right now. Go check on him. Definitely get TP up here, though. For sure. The Twins, definitely. They got a story to tell, for sure. And they super talented. They cold, some of the coldest niggas in the city who don't get their recognition, for real. Bro, for sure. All right, appreciate you guys. THF Billa interview in the books. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. And shout out to Remo for locking this one in. Bang.